listen to podcasts of Joe Walsh and Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy, President Trump on 60 Minutes Sunday night said severe punishment if it was proven that uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman ordered the murder of journalist and maybe a little bit more than just a journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, during his uh, disappearance at the uh, Saudi embassy in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, President Trump uh, dispatched Secretary of State Pompeo to meet with the royal family. Yeah, he's there with them right now. And uh, had a conversation yesterday in which uh, he secured a get another denial from MBS that uh, he had anything to do with it. Yeah, and it seems like the story is shifting a little bit, but they spoke on the phone for 40 minutes. I just spoke with the king of Saudi Arabia, who denies any knowledge of what took place with regard to, as he said, his Saudi Arabian citizen. I've asked, and he firmly denied that, I've asked Secretary of State Mike Pompeo to immediately get on a plane, go to Saudi Arabia, go to other places if necessary, which he probably will, but with regard to this, go to Turkey if necessary. The king told me that Turkey and Saudi Arabia are working hand in hand very closely on getting to the bottom of what happened. So we'll see what happens. And the report is that the report from Saudi Arabia will be essentially we accidentally murdered him while trying to take him back to Saudi Arabia to kill him here. Yeah, they wanted to take him in for questioning and, and something something went wrong, Dan. Uh, and they uh, raided the Turkish or the Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey and uh, took some stuff out of there there for nine hours. The focus is on Khashoggi, a permanent resident of Virginia, as a journalist. But is there more to him? Um, interesting interview that was uh, brought to my attention by David Goldman over there, Pajamas Media. Uh, interview in a German magazine of a German-Egyptian political scientist named El Defraui, who uh, runs a think tank in Berlin, uh, and had met uh, Khashoggi back uh, in the early part of this century. He uh, says, if he was murdered, then I would be surprised if his journalistic activities were the only reason. The Saudis own half of the international Arab media. They've generally built up a very effective media shield. As a journalist and activist, Khashoggi may have been extremely annoying, but no real threat. But Khashoggi knew a lot. He was not just the media officer of intelligence chief Prince Turkey. He was, uh, uh, he was one of the main advisors and was said to have worked for the Secret Service for a while. He was extremely familiar with sensitive issues with the kingdom, and he was a member of the super elite. He might have known too much. Corruption or past knowledge about links to extremism might have been the too much, like, say, the Muslim Brotherhood. Don't forget, this is the nephew of uh, famed uh, slimy uh, arms dealer Adnan Khashoggi. You recall that name from the Iran-Contra affair in the 80s. For more on trying to kind of uh, distill the issues at bar here and uh, consider what the president might do, in the face of information as it's becoming available, we're pleased to be joined again by Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka, of course, former deputy assistant to President Trump, and now uh, he's got a new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. Sebastian Gorka, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So um, what about uh, 
Khashoggi and um, what we know about him or questions we should be asking so that we have full information about him before we make any decisions about what the Saudis did or didn't do? Well, first things first, we we have to separate the wheat from the chaff and all the garbage reporting that we've had on this story already. Number one, he's not a journalist. Number two, he's not an American. So this guy was a resident alien in the United States, and he was not a journalist. He was an opinion writer to numerous outlets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, this guy is not an innocent actor. Nobody deserves to be tortured to death or, or kidnapped. But this is a guy with very, very heavy ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. And as you noted, he's a nephew of the, probably the biggest arms dealer in modern history. Uh, this is, well, we'll find out soon enough. Mike Pompeo is on the trail. The president has made his public pronouncements. And we will find out soon enough exactly what happened. Was this a rogue element in the Saudi administration? Was this a directive from MBS? And if it is, there will be very serious consequences for Saudi Arabia because when I was in the White House, we managed to establish a much better relationship with the regime in Saudi Arabia, and MBS was promising us that he was changing his ways and that Saudi Arabia would reform. This is not how you reform a country. Well, there's a number of questions I want to ask you, but let's start with Khashoggi himself. He went into the Turkish or the Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey to get a marriage license. His girlfriend, fiance, was in the car. He left his phone with her. Um, do you think he knew, obviously, that something was going to happen? Because he had his Apple Watch on to record uh, the alleged torture you know, of his I, I'm, own I'm death. I'm not going to be rude here, but number one, I'm not going to speculate. And B, this isn't a really big story. It really is not a big story. This is a Saudi national who has fallen afoul of the geopolitical competition between Turkey and Saudi Arabia that wish to control you know, you know, if you want to discuss the bigger picture of what's going on in the Sunni world and how there's a new Ottomanist trend under Erdogan in Turkey and how Saudi Arabia wishes to maintain its core position, that, that's a real conversation. But one guy going missing and potentially murdered when there's so much else going on in the world, it's it's just looking in the wrong place. Well, right. The, 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 the only question is, though, that if uh, he was, you know, he was murdered and it was on orders of the crown prince and the president has said there'll be severe consequences, then the range of those consequences and how that will impact the geopolitical balance in the region with, as you said, a better relationship in Saudi base of operations there trying to use uh, the Saudis as a bulwark against the Iranians. Now, Saudi Arabia needs us to survive, whether it's uh, the arms that we sell Saudi Arabia, whether it's the training we provide their military. This is, this is a nation that uh, is, is not very stable. It may be very rich, but it's not very stable. It has an elite made up of thousands of princes that uh, control the wealth of the nation. And they've tried to buy off the rest of the population for many years now with these stipends, these annual stipends that come out of the, the, the oil trade that the, the elite controls. Uh, in the last year and a half, we've seen efforts at reform in that country. We've seen a lot of people who were tied very closely to the global jihadi movement who were helping to fund the export of that ideology around the world be placed under house arrest by the prince. The prince has been key in the, um, the boycott, the blockade of Qatar, which was seen by uh, the GCC, the Gulf Corporation Council, as, as the most problematic nation in the region. So you know, that, that's the big picture. That, that's really what it's about. It's about the competition for who's going to control the Sunni Muslim world,
and as you said, what the balance of power is going to be between uh, the Sunnis and the Persians, the Iranians. Well, so, That's the big so, if you were still advising the president, and we, you know, and, and MBS does what you would expect somebody to do, make uh, some underlings the fall guy for whatever went wrong in this interrogation, and so on and so right. forth. Should we just uh, move along, or uh, should the arms deal that you just referenced be under consideration for uh, being rescinded? I mean, you've had senators in both parties suggest that on the Hill already be before we even have uh, all of the facts in. Yeah, this is, you know, I, I write in why we fight. That strategy is like politics. It's the art of the possible, not the ideal. And you never make the ideal, you never make the perfect the enemy of the good. So we're not going to take measures. The president is not going to take measures to destabilize Saudi Arabia. That would be very bad for everybody. It would be bad for our friends in Israel. It would be bad for the people in general in the Middle East. But there must be some kind of squeeze, but there must be some penalty. If it, if it is demonstrated that this wasn't an accident, that this was some kind of deliberate measure by government officials, then there must become some consequences. And I, w I would expect them to be in the diplomatic and in the uh, economic arena, uh, but I wouldn't expect them to be large enough to destabilize the kingdom. What if they just come out and admit, yes, one of ours killed this, this journalist from the Washington Post, um, and they will pay Not for their journalist. crimes? Not an opinion. Uh, okay, well, right. so, so he has written, he's been published by the Washington Post right. several times. But... What if they admit that then they, you know, they just execute the people who killed him? Would that be enough, or do you think there's going to be economic sanctions to follow? Oh, no, there, there will definitely be some kind of economic or trade sanction involved. And they're not going to do that. I, I think you're right. I think they're going to make somebody you know, be the full guy for it. They'll try and push it down to as low a level as possible within the bureaucracy. But even then, you know, this is, this is, this, this, this is not a Saudi national, and it didn't occur on U.S. soil. But if you are a nation that is saying, hey, we want to be your friends and we're going to behave better than we've done in the past, and this is what you do, then there have to be consequences. I expect them to be in the national security uh, uh, you know, trade relations arena. But what about the Saudis? I know we have, to, as you just mentioned, the art of the possible here. But um, as this uh, political scientist I referenced that was interviewed, Al uh, Dafrawi, made mention that Khashoggi had had interactions with bin Laden in the early part of this century. And obviously right. we know the a number of hijackers, the 9-11 hijackers, the terrorists uh, from Saudi uh, from Saudi Arabia. We know MBS's ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. You know, uh, how much rope should we be giving this ally of convenience in the region? So w w when I was in the White House, we had a phrase that we used uh, repeatedly for nations like Saudi Arabia that have been very problematic in the past uh, and how we're going to deal with them. And the phrase was behavior modification. And that's what we want to see. We're not interested in grand pronouncements. The president is a man of action. He wants to see results. So the, the issue is behavior modification. Saudi Arabia is where, you know, the Hijaz, the historic Hijaz, is where Islam was founded in the 7th century. Uh, as such, it is a geopolitical player and always will be because of that history. Uh, it has, however, in the last 30, 40 years, had uh, got in bed with the wrong people. It has key members of past administrations have helped fund and support uh, radical.
radical jihadi organizations, Bin Laden included. Let's remember Bin Laden's father, Mohammed Bin Laden, was one of the closest friends of the former king. Mm-hmm. So these are the um, these are the geopolitical realities. Um, we need to see Saudi behavior change its ways. It has been doing so progressively, but but we need to see it change its ways further. Uh, another topic that was covered uh, in the Leslie Stahl interview, the president on Sunday night was North Korea. And, you know, she obsessed about uh, uh, Trump's uh, Trump's language, his compliments and he his characters, his characterization of his relationship with Kim Jong Un. Where do you uh, see North Korea at present in terms of uh, uh, in terms of behavior modification? Again, you just have to look at the results. It's stopped launching ballistic missiles over the sea of Japan, and uh, it's stopped doing its illegal nuclear warhead test detonation. So this is amazing. Not only that, we've seen 55, the bodies of 55 American GIs lost during the Korean War repatriated to the United States. So we've seen amazing behavior modification from the North Korean regime. Now we have to get to the part that's you know, the heavy lifting, which is the dismemberment, the dismantling of its rocket motor facilities, its nuclear test facilities. That's, that's you know, phase two of, of the uh, peace negotiations. And uh, you can bet Mike Pompeo is going to be a very hard taskmaster. Nothing, nothing's carved in stone, but the fact that after 65 years since the Korean armistice was signed, you see this kind of behavior modification from Pyongyang is absolutely a you know, massive result. Do you have any view on uh, Nikki Haley's departure as a uh, U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and any thoughts on who should replace her? Yeah, look, I, I'm saddened. Uh, there's, there's, no, there's no backstory. There's no conspiracy theory. You look at the video of, of that presser in the Oval. These are two people who like each other, respect each other. She served her time, and she's you know, prepared to make space for somebody else. In two years, look, I've been there inside the lines then, working inside of any administration, doesn't matter who the president is, they you know, choose you up and spit you out. The UN ambassador is one of the toughest jobs out there. She's done an incredible job pushing back on the, the corruption in the UN, the, the anti-Semitism in the UN. So, you know, she's taking a break, that's fine, but she's not going to disappear from the political stage. Who would I like to see? I'd like to see Rick Grinnell. I'd like to see our ambassador to yeah. Germany, who was John Bolton's uh, press spokesman when he was at the UN, uh, come and take that position, because he too would be a, a real fighter. He knows how the UN works. So you know, my vote is uh, the president, who's already had him confirmed when he, before he went to Berlin, is to bring bring Rick Grinnell back and put him in the UN. Yeah, that's Hugh Hewitt's vote, too. All right, he is Sebastian Gorka, former deputy assistant to President Trump. The book, Why We Fight, Defending America's Enemies with No Apologies. Sebastian Gorka, thanks, for, as always, for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. God bless. Take care. And he joined us on our turnkey.proanswerline. <laughs>